the Spud Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. He calls to you who, the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Rumbo! And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, and our Ola. I go by the name of Spud, Spud Goodman. Spud Goodman. You know, I've been called other names too, but since we have to deal with that FCC thingy on some of our stations, I won't go into some of those nasty words. Regardless, welcome everyone to our quaint little radio show. You know, uh, I hope everyone listening is ready to be at least minimally entertained, as I'm confident we can in fact meet that low bar. I, I, I mean, seriously, some people are entertained by watching crows sitting on a telephone line or listening to a few crickets at night. The Spud Goodman Show can compete with those options for your amusement. Now I need to introduce our show's designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Why don't you attempt a full-on belly laugh? It's, it's been a while since uh, you've done one of those on Really? The right now? Yeah. Oh, I Let's guess I, I could give it a shot. How about this? <laughs> oh, I think I might need a moment here. I'm feeling a bit lightheaded. Well, sure. Take whatever time you need. Oh, good. I doubt you know, I'm going to say anything funny for a while anyway. So, okay, now I am forced to acknowledge the show's temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. That is messed up, yo. So could you maybe send out a group text, or how about you post something on our show's Facebook page acknowledging my introduction of you? Because using alter- and, you know, like an alternative means of communication yeah. would really be an effective use of airtime. Well, yep. Yeah. Okay, but if, if I have to post my contributions online or, or in a text, right. that's gonna, it's going to basically cut me out of the radio show. I would have no forum to voice my opinion other than well, in writing. Yeah. And, and, and so then our listeners would not be able to hear the emotional context to what I'm trying to communicate. Uh, but I feel that's a really bad idea. I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. If you're going to be a baby about it, then I'm go not... ahead and say something quickly, uh, as we have a lot of stuff crammed into this episode. Oh, Okay, okay then. <clears throat> I am Gerald Holcomb, and I am the co-host of I this fine... I already said that. There's no need to be redundant. Oh, he's right, Gerald. I heard him say your name out loud. That should be enough to satisfy your personal needs. You know, ego can be a very destructive force on a radio show. Yeah, there is no I or, or even me in team, okay? Right. It's not I, ego. I, I, guess, I, I guess if you scrambled the word team, though, you, you, you could pull out the letters to form a me. But that would be the move of a desperate man. <sighs> Jeez. All right. Okay. There's, listen, there's no need for me to go there. I, I'm okay. Okay, good. I, so I'm so okay. what I wanted to discuss on this show is the new hot thing. I, I mean, this is really trending these days. 
lying. You know, people lie a lot, so you got to be on your toes. It's something that most all of us, you know, do from time to time. And now it seems like it's go big or go home. Like little lies are so 2015-ish. Oh, now that you've brought this up, I have noticed that lying seems to be a lot more acceptable these days. Well, you know, I and, and my fellow members of our church are fortunate that we are just not susceptible to such base urges like <laughs> lying. Oh, no, no, no. It, it, can, it can get you into trouble. Oh, like you've never lied. Yeah, well, I'm, I guess it depends on what you define the word lie as. Again, we are here in the sanctuary of democracy. You know, th there have been times in my life where I have, uh, I guess, avoided offending somebody and, and, yeah. and have maybe uh, stretched the truth a, t a tiny bit, a tiny bit. Uh, you know, like, you know, when my wife has maybe burned the meatloaf and she asked me if it tastes okay and really I can barely swallow it but oh what a tragedy or or like let's say my little one Gerald Jr uh, might have asked how he did after one of his soccer games and I tell him he did great when in reality he just stood around on the field again and didn't really challenge anyone on the other team and you know spud he mostly stares off into the distance during most of his games and the other players just kind of run around him. I, I don't know. I, what am I going to say to him about that? Well, you might crush his dreams of, you know, someday playing in the Premier League or MLS, but better he hear the truth from his dad than from some other kid or parent telling him he's actually a terrible soccer player. Americans love a winner. Well, Spud, yeah. your father was quite blunt with you after your basketball games. Yeah. I remember how upset you got when he would say you had no left hand and were the slowest player on the court. Yes! I was kind of slow, but not always the slowest kid on the court. And he would always exaggerate to make a point. Well, maybe. You know that. Maybe. Yeah, well, and, and look what happened to the relationship with your father when he would tell you the truth about your basketball skills. It, Spud, it must have really hurt you, right? I, I can still see the emotional oh, scars. Oh, there were many other issues Spud had with his father besides being criticized oh. constantly about his athletic talents or lack of. Yeah, and for the record, I can make a lay-in with my left hand. You know, most of the time. Now, maybe not in a game, but when I when I you know, just shoot around at the Y. Hell no, you can't! But right now, I need to introduce our musical guest, who I will be speaking with a little later on in the program. Uh, coming all the way from Salt Lake City, Utah, by the way. Oh? All right, here they are. Say hello to Spo.
This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey, this is Jeff Foxworthy, and I've reached the pinnacle of my career. I'm on the Spud Goodman Show. All right. Hey, uh, Spud. Yeah. Well, our show's resident psychic, Ted Marr, is on the line. Are, are you ready for him? Of course I'm ready. I'm a professional. I'm always ready. So why pause to take a pill? Uh, okay, are, are you going to ask him if other entities besides people lie also? Uh, you know, I would think aliens would be prone to lying as they're, you know, they're far from home and no one would know if they were telling the truth or anything. Um, you mean like business guys on the road who are at one of those like extended stay executive inns? I mean, yeah, I mean, you know in the bar you can bet BS is flying like a UFO, so there probably are some similarities. All that jiggle jaggle is not beautimous. You know, I know you feel psychics don't lie, and, and that's why you look to Ted for wisdom, right? Yeah, I guess. J- just put him through. Oh, uh, should I do his plug? Duh. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Ted Mars, Out of This World, can be heard on KKNW 1150 AM in Seattle and on the World Wide Web from 1 to 3 p.m. each Friday. Here he is. All right, please say hello to our show's resident psychic, Mr. Ted Mar. Thanks for doing this. Hey. Hey, Spud, thank you so much for having me on today. This yeah. is going to be fun. Well, what I wanted to ask you is, what was I in a prior life? You know, I had a dream the other night that I was a cat, and nothing against cats. I mean, but I'm a dog guy, really, but, but cats are nice. I was kind of hoping, though, I was something a little more than a fat Siamese cat. Can you do your thing and see what I was, you know, really, besides, like, right now, an aging talk show host in life? Okay, all right, my friend. How far do you want to go back? I can I can see a couple of different lifetimes. Ah, Boy, super. this is going to be fun. Um, you were uh, you were one of the temple cats in ancient Egypt, and um, you were very wise and revered. Um, and then you got the crazy idea of becoming a human. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> it took some lifetimes to get to that point. One of the most recent lives in the last century, you were a newspaper reporter in Indiana. I'm getting um, Indianapolis. Um, and you died, yeah, you were at this, you were at that job until the 50s, and you died in, you passed away in the 60s, and then you went to uh, a spiritual school on the other side after you passed on, and now you're a, uh, a talk show host, a comedian. Oh, this is fun. Comedian, thank you for that. Well, gosh. Um, Well, is there some kind of cap on how many lives you get when you're reincarnated? I was curious if I'm, you know, about to be out of options, or or maybe I started late and I'm just getting going now. (laughs) Well, that's a good question. No one's ever asked me that question before, although I do know from my own own life, I've been around on this planet 52,000 years or about 720 lifetimes. Oh, my God. Um, uh, Some spirits are fairly new, and they've only had their youngsters here, and they've only been here for a few times lifetimes others you're an old soul and um uh you're an old soul well, my back but, hurts a lot you, i can believe that i guess <laughs> you've been around a long long time yeah. and um you you have much wisdom inside of you um super and uh yeah lots of wisdom well, inside of you you know how i feel about any discussion of reincarnation it is absurd to believe that hogwash i just can't sit here and not voice my opinion Hey, Ted, uh, just a moment. Okay. 
It's a free country, I guess. I believe in any road that will get me, you know, an afterlife or another shot of life here on Earth. That's why I still show my face in a church on Christmas and Easter. I also want to cover my bases with other belief systems too, as you never know what the right choice is until it's too late. I say keep an open mind and do the bare minimum to get in any way possible. That is somewhat offensive to all Mormons and, frankly, others who adhere to religious tenets that we have carefully... I said I go to church at Christmas and Easter. What more do you want? A lot. Heaven would be cool, but don't try and limit my chance to also maybe come back as a big-time movie director or as a Triple Crown winning thoroughbred. I mean, yeah, being a human would be better, but it would still be pretty cool to retire later and be a stud, too. Just, Just let me get back to Ted. Well, I was thinking it's way better coming back as a human rather than, say, a wasp or a dragonfly, as their lifespan is like a month at best. So, uh, yeah. Right? That's that's true. When I used to live in India, uh, there was a joke saying that sometimes when flies are flying around and a fly landed on you, um, don't kill the fly because it's your old, it's your long-lost uncle just coming back to visit you. Wow. But, well, I hope you get a do-over if you do come back as an insect. This is not really a fair shot at life. It shouldn't count. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Do, do you yeah, get another yeah. shot as a human if if you you know have any say into what kind of person you get to be? When you know, I guess I'm saying if does anybody ask you? Because I mean, if you were a pretty decent person in one life, who wants to come back as a major dick in the next one? Can, can a person get veto power over the decision? Uh, you work out your 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 life plan with the supreme being or God or who created all of this. But what's interesting now, some very interesting thing, you mentioned cats before. In the, the planet itself is rapidly rising in vibrations, and for many cats and dogs, they will come back as humans in their next lifetime on this planet. And um, that's something that, that, that that's something I learned a, a couple of years ago. Um, also, um, the, the planet itself is rapidly moving in, into the higher dimensions, and so it's uh, it's a changing time for all of us. Um, uh, and it's going to be life's going to be very different. In the, uh, we're, we're talking within ten years. It's going to be much different and much better, actually, than it is now. Well, I don't, I don't want to come back as yet one more annoying talk show host. That's for sure. I would like to be something more useful to society, if possible. So just make note of that, if you could. Anyway. Well, I'll put a, I'll put a, I'll put a word in with the prime creator of your request. All right. Well, as our resident psychic, I sure hope you have some pull in my afterlife. I would appreciate you making sure, you know, that I don't come back as a dragonfly or or as a hedge fund guy. That's what I'm really actually worried about. So I just appreciate, you know, just I don't know if it's too much to ask, but I would really appreciate if you look out for me with your super psychic powers. I'll be happy to, but do everything I can, my power to, to help you out. All right, super. Well, there you have it. I, I this has been a very comforting, uh, you know, interview with you. It's, it's, it's been very good for me, Spud Goodman. So thank you so much for doing this, okay? Hey, my pleasure, Spud. Have a wonderful day. Mr. Ted Marr. We play safe, you and me, cause we're the Spud Goodman Show. Spud, Finn Jones is on the line waiting to speak with you. Very cool. You do know who this guy is, right? No, Come on. I, I don't. Should, should I, should I like, Google him? I can handle things, I'm smart! He's the freaking Iron Fist! 
dude. Um, we have the Iron Fist on our radio program. How cool is that? Okay, the, the Iron the iron what? What are you people? On dope? Oh, do you live in a cave, Gerald, without contact with the modern world? No. What is wrong with you? Does the word Marvel ring a bell? And Dorothy, the only comic book he's ever read are Archie and a few Richie Riches. I mean, really? He's gone through life ignorant to the wonders of superheroes. I don't it's know. tragic, and there's nothing we can do about it at this point in his life. You, you know, I, I had a number of Jughead comic books, too. But, okay, uh, yes, I've never heard of this Iron Fist that you're speaking of. Is he a, a boxer? Shut up. I will not waste one more second here trying to bridge what is a cultural divide. Just put Finn through. Very well, here he is. Welcome to the show, actor Finn Jones. Thanks a lot for coming on our program. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great, great to be talking with you today. Yeah, well, okay, you are, you're now starring in the Netflix series Iron Fist, which has just launched season two. Are you going to get into a lot of hairy situations in this new season? Yes, there's lots of, uh, lots of fighting. <laughs> lots of fighting, lots of fisting. Oh, very cool. All right. Well, your character, Danny Rand, is a, a benevolent badass, as, as you can really mess people up with your kung fu skills, and that fist of yours is really impressive, too. But you, you kind of use it for good, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Danny, Danny essentially is a lover, not a fighter, but sometimes the spirit of the dragon overwhelms him, and he goes to the dark side. So, you know, Danny's constantly in, in a place of trying to balance him himself. Oh, okay, all right. Well, your character was, was rescued by monks and taught martial arts. On my old TV show, you know, I had some Shaolin monks on, and, uh, and they did a martial arts thing that blew me away. They, they appear very mellow, but don't get on their nerves. Would you agree monks are way tougher than any MMA fighter? Hell yeah, they know how to channel their chi. They've got, they, they've got infinite power. You know, they, they really understand a much deeper level of, uh, of martial arts. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I was, I, yeah, I, was, I could watch them for days. They're, they're, they're amazing. Um, well, previously you worked on a, on a little project called Game of Thrones. Uh, you, what, you, you played the Knight of Flowers, correct? Yeah, just, just that small project. Not, not many people saw it. Actually, no. it was, it was more of an independent thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So I was kind of wondering how was the experience, but mostly I was. What, what came to mind was looking at your resume. Have you ever played like a just a plain old, you know, played something in an old TV show, a regular old TV show, like a, a cop or a fireman? I mean, you go big when you go. I did. Yeah, I, I, I have. But when I first started out acting, I did do. Um, I worked on like a cop show. Uh, I worked on a couple of soap operas in the UK. Ah. So uh, some of my earlier, earlier work when I was out of drama school, I played, um, you know, I, I played in some uh, more like kind of daytime drama type things. Okay, well, what, what, when the season that you were on, where were you shooting? Because that thing is all over the world. Um, so, yeah, Game of Thrones, we shot that in Belfast in Croatia, uh, Iceland. And then for Iron Fist, we shoot that in New York, uh, mainly in Brooklyn. Okay, all right, super. Well, you're a citizen of the UK. What's the number one difference you pick up between our two countries? You know, besides uh, like our reality show president and the fact that we play football with helmets on. Yeah, um, I guess the biggest uh, what, what, the, the thing I miss about the UK the most is that 
Brits have a really good sense of humour. We have this kind of like sarcastic, self-deprivating sense of humour. We don't take ourselves too seriously. Uh, I kind of feel like Americans tend to take themselves a little bit too seriously sometimes, and they don't have the ability to laugh at themselves. And I, I definitely miss that about about England. Yeah, I guess and that's a kind of a nicer way to say we're we're often full of ourselves. And I've I've heard that a few times. <laughs> when I, yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Um, say, say, Spud. What? If I may. I thought that remark about our reality show president was just one more of your cheap shots directed at Donald Trump. You know, what better way to prepare for the presidency than to host a network show that was number one in the ratings for the 14 seasons he hosted it? That's much more impressive than being a senator or a governor. Uh, hey, Finn, just a sec. First of all, that show was never rated number one, ever. That's one of those things that's called a lie. And secondly, I would disagree with your premise. Yeah. I mean, hosting a TV show might make one qualified to sell cars or maybe do a, a Jenny Craig ad, but not rule the free world. Don't you agree he's a little out of his league? Oh, oh at best, I would say he's Bush League. And his show, The Apprentice, sucked. Yeah, okay. You guys are clearly biased. Your, your dislike for our president clouds your judgment. And I might also add that your snide remark that we Americans are somewhat full of ourselves is offensive too. We are exceptional. And Look, I didn't say we aren't ex an exceptional country. We are. I just said there are a few people here that are, you know, humongous gas bags and give us a bad name around the world. And since this show is aired on stations around the world, like in places like Sheffield, England, and Cape Town, South Africa, um, you know, <laughs> um, it's embarrassing. And you're a prime example of such. Oh, fine. Okay. Well, all I have to say to that is USA, USA, USA. All I have to say to you is zip it and let me get back to Finn. He's the freaking Iron Fist. Sorry about that, man, but uh, I'm back. Well, you know, as you've, you've been on screen in some very high-profile projects, both here and in the UK, do you ever find that you have to, like, wear disguises when you go out? And is it worse here or in the UK? Um, it's kind of all over the place, really. Everywhere in the world, because Netflix is a global brand and it's, it's in every country, everywhere I go, I'm, I'm getting recognized. But um, it's always a really positive experience. And I don't really tend to hide myself away. I just, you know, I live my life as I, as I normally would. And if someone comes up to me and recognizes me, then I have a nice conversation. Then I, then I continue my day like it's no sweat. Like the beard you had in the first few episodes of season one. I mean, do you, you don't wear that all the time around everywhere then? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty close shaven. All right, all right, all right. You know, I've always dreamed of having to wear a disguise to prevent people from mobbing me. So, you know, like, I got like a bunch of them in my apartment, you know, you know, just in case it ever happens. But, you know, so far, no, no, I haven't had to use them. But anyway, all right. Okay, moving on. Um, so is there a superhero that you really, really want to play now that you are the Iron Fist? I mean, do you, do you have it like superhero envy with another character? Or are you like really happy right now? I mean, I'm super happy right now. I, I love playing the character of Danny Rand, and I, I, lo I love the evolution and the growth of the character, and I can only hope that I can continue to play the character for many years to come. Well, well as an actor, is, uh, is there a project maybe that you've kept on the back burner, something that you really, really want to do in the future? Um, there's lots I'd like to do. Um, I'd definitely like to play uh, like a villain or someone nasty. I've played some good guys 
pretty much all my life, so I wouldn't mind starting to play some some people that are a bit nasty. That that would be fun. Oh, all right, super. I could probably give you some tips on that if you ever want to you know, check it out. But, all right. Okay, well, everyone needs to, to uh, go to Netflix and check the new season of Iron Fist. It's now available for streaming. Hey, man, I really want to thank you so much for coming on our show. All right. Thanks a lot, buddy. You have a good day. All right, Mr. Finn Jones. <laughs> When you go to shop in the morning, when you go to shop in the evening, when you shop in the morning at noon or at night, ask for the beer that tastes just right. Go to the store that treats you right. Cause we know we're getting our money's worth. Cause we know we're getting our money's worth. Ask for the beer that tastes just right. 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 Now you perk up just like that. It, it happens, happens every, every time, time a fella gets a new hat. hat. So don't put it off. Go get the new hat. 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 And you and your sweetie will ask for the beer that tastes just right. Hey! I'm not fooling. I'm not fooling. I'm not fooling. No, sir. Hey! Spud's not going anywhere, and neither should you. The Spud Goodman Radio Show returns in just a moment. What's going on, man? It's your boy David Olivas. And DJ Jersey. Here rocking with Spud Goodman. With Aunt Dorothy. We got Gerald in the house. Chance the intern. Man, these guys are killing it out here on the Spud Goodman Show, man. Spud Goodman Show. Check me out at Real Olivas. DJ Jersey everything. Listening to Spud Goodman will might be hazardous for your health, but we don't know. We don't care. It's right, the listen, Spud Goodman Show. All the good stuff is hazardous for your health. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. You know, getting back to the topic of lying, it seems to work pretty well for public figures. Like, like in sports, when a pitcher you know, throws at someone after a guy on their team gets hit, they always say afterwards the ball just got away from them. Or, or, or when a movie star is really bad in something, they never say it's their fault. It's always a director or some gaffer. Or, or like a politician you know, who's involved in some scandal and there's no chance they ever could get reelected. They always say they're resigning to spend more time with their families. Uh, that one really cracks me up when I hear it. Well, well, there is one sort of politician we all know that is quite proficient at pre- prevaricating. I mean, he's taken lying to the next level, the highest level possible. Uh, Okay, Mrs. Jarvitz, Mm -hmm. as I said earlier, I'm very tired of hearing you and Spud both referring to our current commander-in-chief, Donald Trump. No collusion. As a liar. It's very unpatriotic, if you ask me. Unpatriotic? Seriously? Seriously. Well, I understand that this is a radio show and you as the host have to say controversial things to get the ratings up. But there should be a line that would drawn. Work? I don't think so. I, I stand behind everything I've said about the Donald. You know, I've interviewed him, you know, way back on TV and he, he's not a nice person. And he, he, uh, he like lies at the speed of light nonstop. You know, the, the total is over 3,000 at this time, according to the Washington Post. Well, listen, lying is subjective, Spud. <laughs> what you and the Washington Post feel is a lie from our president may very well be a misinterpretation of what he has said. 
These guys, they make millions of dollars. They're smart as hell. Uh, sure, he occasionally will say something that might not be 100% factually correct. But you, uh, 100? Well, you need to give him the benefit of the doubt because he has this con country's best interests at heart. Maybe after the best interests of his hotels, golf courses, uh -oh. and children in that order. This, this guy lies when he doesn't even have to. I think he does it, you know, just for fun, like a, like a hobby. You know, telling the truth is, it can be kind of boring. You know, I mean, why give numbers that are correct when, when fake ones are cooler? I mean, I'll admit, <laughs> the truth can be a drag a lot of the time. I, I know you've insinuated in the past that he has stretched the truth on, on how much he's worth financially. But you, you know what? That's a very personal topic, Spud. No one should have to divulge private information like their tax returns to total strangers. Oh, brother. Um, every president in the history of this country has come clean with their finances. I mean. Yeah, okay, they didn't have 1040 forms when George Washington was president, but but he was very proud of never telling a lie. That's on the record. And, uh, you know, he wouldn't have tried to hide anything. We all know that. So what do you think George Washington would say about Trump if he was able to come back, like, in a time machine or something? I'm pretty sure he'd say Trump's a stone-cold fibber. Sean Spicer, our press secretary, gave alternative facts to that. Listen, I, I know history states that George Washington never lied, but uh, come on. All presidents stretch the truth a bit. Uh, for example, would you uh, have rather President Lyndon Johnson told us the truth about the war in Vietnam or Richard uh, Nixon telling us about his enemies list? That would have upset uh, the country. The truth can be a very destructive force. Yeah, that saying the truth hurts is true, but it's still the wise way to go. I want to hear facts, not fiction, from my government, okay? Also, my sports teams. And, okay, maybe not so much from the women in my life. That, that can hurt a bit too much. But you get, you get where I'm coming from on that. But, anyway, right now, uh, it's time for me to interview our musical guest. So pipe down, all right? Oh, okay. Okay, here we go. Uh, please welcome our musical guest, who, again, hail from Salt Lake City, oh, Utah. Salt, oh. Salt Lake, but that's, those are my stomping grounds, you know? Salt Lake City, I bet you every member of the band is a fellow member of the Mormon church like me. You uh, know, you guys, if you want, my church is having a mixer on Saturday. Are you, if you, are you going to be in town for that? Because you, um, you can come. I, I, I think I'm, I'm actually I'm not going to be able to do that, but I will meet you in the terrestrial kingdom for sure. Oh. Well, okay, okay, so yeah. let me move on to something else. Uh, there's some sort of, you know, separation of church and state, or I don't know if we fall into well, that, not, but not whatever. In a radio uh, show, please identify yourselves and the instrument you have a relationship with. I am Dave Crespo. I'm the guitarist. Ashley Perry, singer. Zach Novak, bassist. Pat. Yeah, you know, they always give the drummer the laugh. Yeah, you always have to bring up the rear. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you get so, the last word. As you guys are on the road, uh, what's been the go-to gas station to stop at? Uh, who had the cleanest bathroom? Seven, oh, Come God, go. not Shell, not Exxon? No, no, I'm such a big 7-Eleven fan. It's, it's like, I have the app. Oh, my God, I love 7-Eleven. We actually didn't even hit any 7-Elevens, but I just want to make it a point to mention that I love 7-Eleven. All right, okay, we went to one gas, the record. One gas station that had no bathrooms, but they had llamas you could pet. Oh, well, that's, that's a, tra that's a decent trade-off. Yeah, 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 that works. Yeah. All right. Well, it, it, is um, there any, you know, band or musician uh, that's... You know, it's kind of off limits from being played in the car stereo while on tour for the safety of all, like no white snake or something. Wow, that's a that's a hard one. But uh, I don't know. No, 
Absolutely not. You, you have no boundaries, everything. no limits. No, no limits. Wow. You play sticks, Madonna. I don't okay. know. Whatever, whatever you want. All right. That's You're a far better person than I. What about Limp Biscuit? Limp Biscuit. That well, hurt to say that. You just crossed yeah. the line there, and I'm going to move did. on. Yeah. Um, is there any... Uh, well, let me ask you this. As we're discussing the topic of lying on this episode, off the record, who's the best liar in the band? Someone who has a real talent for it? I mean, my back always hurts when I wake up, so I would say I'm not very good at it. But uh, maybe maybe Zach, probably. You know, you wake up and you're very happy, so I, I would figure that you're a very good liar. As far as you know, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to start anything here. I'll move on. So, so what's the band's official position on alien anal probes? A highly inappropriate violation of personal space or a mutually beneficial experience for all? Because, I mean, it does take care of, of the need for, like, a colonoscopy for those over 50. So there's that. We're pro-anal probe. Okay. Pro, without a doubt. You've Un- all tried it. Unanimous? If there is wow. a, Even the drummer? an species that wants to come here and probe my butt, by okay. all means. All right, super. Well, I'm, I'm going to close with this question. What's been the band's most memorable moment to this point? Oh, wow. That's crazy. Uh, we played at a wedding in Jamestown, Rhode Island, and I would say that that was the, the most memorable moment, although we probably forget most of it, but it was memorable. Are they still married? I yeah, mean, it was like months ago. Yeah. Months? <laughs> okay. Two months ago. Yeah. Check back with them soon. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what's the name of the next song, and what's it about? Uh, this song's called Way Back Down, and I don't know, what, what, what would you um, say it's about, Ashley? Say about uh, being a little lost and trying to figure it out. Yeah. All right, let's do it.
is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Yeah, this is this has been Charlie Murphy on the Spud Goodman Show, where we put it down for real. That's right. We kind of anecdotally know that once you lie, you're more likely to lie again. And probably the second lie will be bigger than the first. What we find in the brain is that at the beginning, if you lie a little bit, there's a huge response in regions involved in emotion, such as the amygdala and the insula. The tenth time you lie, even if you lie the same amount, the response is not that high. You stand by that claim about him? I don't stand by anything. I have my own opinions. You can have your own opinion. <laughs> How many people have you slept with since me? A, a few. It's not a number. Hundreds. Thousands, probably. Okay. He's lying. He's lying. Yep. How many? <laughs> I think a really important skill is to be good at lying. So, like, if you do it in, like, a really good way, <laughs> you don't have to worry about catching you. So that's why I think it's good to be good at lying. I have no maladies, okay? I wouldn't know if I did. Nobody has less maladies than me. <laughs> Well, according to the Mayo Clinic's definition of this condition, denial is near the top of the list, so be aware. You don't think I feel bad that I invited all these people to this huge wedding and blew everyone out. I wasted everyone's time. I wasted everyone's everything, and I feel bad. You don't think I feel bad? Police aren't buying Alan's defense either. Charging Alan was cruising for sex in Spaceview Park. According to their report, it was Alan who approached the undercover officer while he was inside of a bathroom stall and said, this is kind of a public place, isn't it? Then police say Alan proceeded to engage the officer in a conversation in which it was agreed he would pay me $20 in order to perform a sex act. Tweet that he pardoned himself, so it seems to be an assumption that the that Mueller will find him wrong for something, and if so, what would it be? Uh, it seems like it would be um, a completely wrong assumption. The president hasn't done anything wrong. I'm not sure how else I can answer. Well, Jordan, go ahead. the opportunity to ask him a Jordan. question about that, though, Sarah. Can we at least get an opportunity to ask him a question Jordan, about the tweets? We've been taught since early childhood that lying is bad. Liars are bad people. Liars should be punished and scorned and criticized. What's your talent? It is a talent to have a brand that's really successful off of getting people to like you for you. So I would think that has to involve some kind of talent. I think I've been to every continent. How many continents are there? <laughs> Asia, North America, South America, um, Africa, Antarctica, and the North Pole. <laughs> Isn't it important just to like have factual debates when discussing these things? Well, as you just commented, there's lots of different ways of looking at it. You're saying it's a falsehood, and they're giving alternative facts. It's somebody's version of the truth, not the truth. Truth is truth. I, I don't mean to go like... I, no, I it isn't truth. Truth isn't truth. I mean, I, I don't even know what lies you, you might even be talking about. It really doesn't even matter. You can check facts all over the place. and You know how I feel. Why would you say that? Like, you put me in such an uncomfortable situation. Like, you know I'm not happy. You know I'm trying. 
Um, well, yeah, I'm no different than some. I, I enjoy the denial angling. It's a nice go-to tool to get through life. It's not it. like I'm in denial about important stuff, like when I have to pee or file my taxes. Yeah, but it is a behavior trait that can lead to severe delusion, and that can often, you know, count be counterproductive to a healthy lifestyle. He is right, Spud, and the family has been concerned about this for many years. I'm only in denial with the crap that gets on my nerves. Good call, yo. This is the Spud Goodman Show. I can't believe I let you talk me into this. Spud. Yes. I believe our show's public sector food critic, Lawrence, is on the phone uh, waiting to do his segment. Okay, send him through. Lawrence, are you there? Uh, 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 hold on a second. Uh, I'm walking. I uh, just went under this bridge. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I can hear you. Uh, yeah, look, sorry, I have to call in right now, but I got invited to this birthday party, so I got to do this real quick. All right, sure, no problem. We'll, we'll speed this thing up. And where's the party, by the way, though? I hope the food's decent, as you have to eat a lot of public sector food in this gig. I'm always impressed with you taking one for the team. You know, because a lot of people eat tuna. It's like a lot of people eat chicken. So it's like the chicken of the sea. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. You know, most of the time, the food's not really all that bad when I do this job here. But, you know, sometimes, you know, it does taste like So, uh, now the birthday party is at Chuck E. Cheese. It's my little buddy, Eddie. It's his seventh birthday. Now, we're real tight, you know, so I gotta make it to this party. Oh, Lawrence, Chuck E. Cheese, our family loves that place. It's jack what you're saying. Uh, you know, we try to go there the first Friday of each month. Uh, even our oldest, Gerald Jr., at 17, enjoys it. Uh, the pizza is so awesome, as we usually get a cheese. Oh, hey, some... you like their pizza? Wow, that's just... Yeah, well, yeah. Any, anyway, Lawrence, I hope you uh, like brought some earplugs. As you're going to be sitting in kitty surround sound hell for a couple hours. Oh, but so anyway, where did you go this week for your review? I, I know we got to get this thing back on track. Yeah, well, you, uh, you know, I was gonna go to to Montana. There, I decided to pass on that. You know, because um, I, I gotta lie to you. You know, I'm getting a little burned out on doing those long bus rides. You know, there's nothing against Greyhound or nothing. You know, I know I get to leave the driving to them, and it's a pretty luxurious luxurious experience and all that. But you right. know what? Sometimes my butt says enough. So this week I stayed around here, you know, and I got off at the Evergreen State College down there in Olympia. Yeah. Now I met a kid on the Greyhound bus there. Now he was going back to school. He invited me to eat with him at the cafeteria because he has this extra meal ticket. Yes. You know, and okay, now look, this is just between you and me. Uh, just us, right? Okay. Now, now, I did turn in a meal expense voucher to, uh, to uh, uh, Lori, you know, I said to the producer there, but I'm hoping that she's getting her head down or something because that, that she's not listening right now, you know. Now, that's not a real lie that I'm saying because I'm not a liar most of the time, you know. Uh, don't sweat it. And I think I heard she's getting her nails done right now, so. You know, hey, no uh, Lawrence, Good. I, I want to interject here. You might want to try a cushion for long trips like out to Montana. Like I always travel with my derriere cushion. Uh, my wife and I both have one, even for quick drives around town. We, we just don't leave home without it. There are all kinds of perversions. Uh, good to know that uh, both of your butts travel in comfort. Yeah. 
Um, where'd you get on? Is that a Ron Popeil special? Or I never, I never no, no, we got Walgreens. Any, 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 whatever. Now, let's get to the damn interview. Lawrence, did you see any toga parties? I, I've never been to one. They, they never had any at the community college I went to. And like In the five years I was at that place, I never even heard of one. Uh, you know what? That's probably for the best, Spud, because nothing good can come from one of those toga parties. You know, from the drinking to the loud music and, uh, you know, potentially teenage pregnancy. You know, all those types of activities are counterproductive for any college student. Hey, Bud, what's your problem? Uh, dude, I went to community college in my mid-20s, so teenage pregnancy wasn't an issue? Oh. No, I, I, when I was down there, I didn't see any signs of toga parties or anything, but I was only there, like, on campus for a few hours or nothing, or, you know, all that, because uh, I just ate, and I bolted out of there. So, and like I said, I, I had to get, I have to get back to, you know, Eddie's birthday party today. Right, I had right. To, okay, well, like I'd ask you, how was the food? Oh, man, the food, it was much better than I thought it was going to be. You know, the, the people, they're serving up the grub there. They were even wearing one of those things that, you know, they cover their head so the dandruff hair doesn't get the food and all that. Dinner is served. Okay, but how are the nachos? I mean, every college serves that and fries, of course. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. I'm sure there was somewhere on campus that was serving that that you could get some nachos and whatnot. But you know what I saw on the menu was like this mostly high fiber and low carb stuff. They had a lot of these fresh fruits and vegetables and all. So I ordered me some vegan tacos and a large piece of salad. Uh, you know, I am hearing so much about that vegan food. Our, our daughter Kelsey's always bugging her mother to serve it at home. Uh, we both told her that she needed real food because otherwise, you know, it could stunt her growth. And between you and me, just just what does vegan taste like? Can you keep a secret? You know what? It's actually pretty tasty. Really? Now, the thing is, you got to put a lot of sriracha. Yeah, yeah. If you put enough sriracha on it, then yeah, it's pretty good. But I got to give it only the tacos, three sporks, because that fake cheese they use, it tastes a little like styrofoam. So, you know, I can't give it a four because of that. Now, I should say that the desserts, they were kind of weak, though. So I ended up just buying a couple Kit Kat bars out of a vending machine. So, so was that a real college? I mean, I mean, all... Real college, you know, cafeterias serve nachos and fries. I mean, all you can stuff in your face. That can't be a real college. Well, yeah, well I don't know. It seems real enough to me, but maybe it's just this here particular college. But, you know, I'm thinking it's the kids these days. They want to live, you know, at least until they get to their 50s. You know, and I've read that the, all this healthy food can pay off down the road, you know, later in life. Now, speaking of food, I'm here now at Chuck E. Cheese, so I got to get going here. And I was this review good enough for you guys? I hope so, because it's all I got this week. You had me at hello. Sure, I mean, it wasn't one of your best, but it'll, it'll do. And if you experience any PTSD a few hours after getting out of that place, you can give me a call and I might be able to talk you down. Oh, man, I think I appreciate that, but I'm going to be fine. So, yeah, uh, later on now. Oh, yeah. Goodbye, Lawrence. And enjoy yourself. He's and already I hope hung you... up, man. Jeez. Oh. Uh, let's just take a quick break so I can get a fresh bottle of Pepto-Bismol. Hell no, you can't! It's great to be at Trump Tower. It's great to be in a wonderful city, New York. Give that chicken fat back to the chicken and don't be chicken again. And it's an honor to have everybody here. This is beyond anybody's expectations. This is a Spud Goodman Show. Looks just like the real thing.
My! How time flies! Um, we have a caller on the line who wants to get in your conversation about lying. You know, Spud, you have a problem telling the truth yourself. I don't want to bust you live on the air here, but... Look, being called a liar by an intern does not exactly carry much weight. I know where this animosity towards me comes from. When I told you no, when you asked, you asked me to loan you 20 bucks to take my Aunt Dorothy out for frozen yogurt. I could see the rage in your eyes. I'm looking at it. $20 for frozen yogurt? What are the toppings? Uh, truffles flown in from France? I don't think $20 for frozen yogurt is exorbitant. It's a nice place, not some AMPM gas station. There's I nothing can't. wrong with those. I, I, so my favorite good stuff comes from AMPM, right? Y yeah, it's true. Thank you. I care very much for your aunt, and she deserves quality frozen yogurt, don't you think? Sweet. Yeah, if you're paying, sure, but not with my money. No offense, Aunt Dorothy, you oh, do deserve really? the best, but I cannot in good conscience do anything that would serve to further what is a very inappropriate relationship between you two. I mean, who knows where this train wreck will end up. I am pregnant. Chance, there is no need to borrow money from Spread to take me out. You know, I've told you I have money. You shouldn't have to pay for everything, Dorothy. Oh. I asked my parents for a loan, but they said no. They're trying to teach me a life lesson. Yeah. Spent this week's allowance on a couple video games. I probably should have made a better choice there. Oh, yeah. You, you think? Do you want me to put the call through or not? Uh, Chance, have you vetted the caller? I, we, we, just, we can't just have anyone calling into the show. Um, I can do it for you, honey. I got this. This is the first person who's not a regular on the show or a celebrity pushing some project who's called it. No one calls into this show. A monkey could do my job. Good call, yo. I'm thinking that there are thousands of listeners out there, like right now, who are just too, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, starstruck by me to pick up the phone and... And, and, you know, and talk on the air. Oh, okay. Now, that is that is a real whopper spot. You know, speaking to you in any fashion can be a very unpleasant experience. That's why we get so few calls from listeners. Not true. I have a great relationship with our listeners. You think we're bad for America? You think yeah. I'm bad for America? Oh, Chance, how about stopping for frozen yogurt? It will be my treat. Whatever, Aunt Dorothy. It's your money. Keep treating the kid and see where it gets you. Thank you, Dorothy. Spud, okay. here's the caller. Hopefully he'll be honest about how much of an you are. Uh, caller, you, am are, I, are you there? Am I on the air? Hello? Um, I guess you are. And, you know, so I've been told you want to join in the discussion about how trendy lying is these days. I uh, hope you got something interesting, man. What, what do you have? Hey, you got it all wrong, Spud. Oh, really? Times have changed and the norms of society have followed suit. On a metaphysical level, truth is really What's a fungible entity. Dude? Who's to say what is you. the truth in the real world? There is no truth policeman, you know? Excellent. Um, well, there is PolitiFact, and, and don't forget there's Judge Judy, too. An attempt at humor? No, mankind has progressed to a point where we are all living in our own uh -huh. realities. Yeah. Who are you to call anyone a liar, Spud? Oh, right, caller? He, he has no right to call our president a big fibber. He, he just doesn't get that there are alternative facts, too. Look, alternative facts are not facts. All I know is when I grew up, my mom would wash my mouth out with soap when I lied to her. You are the show's laugher, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Surmising what... that you come from an older generation. Uh-huh. 
my parents have tried to burden me too with their value system and it serves no purpose uh, we as individuals control what we feel is right like i want to agree with you caller i, I really do but um but you, you seem to be sort of a douche you know yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm not lying on that one it's unfortunate you feel that way but i'm yeah? not going to try to course yes. you to feel differently if that's your inner truth, then so be it. Well, I might add that there are some basic truths that come to us from the Bible, and I feel look, look. I was hoping be- you would not play that card, man. Just, just don't. Ah, oh, those commandments. Thou shalt not lie. Yeah, well, that's that's one of them, but you know there are many more too. No Bible stories for you tonight. That discussion would take us down a never-ending road, and I don't have the time now. Yeah, thank I you have for to that. leave you with this advice. I agree. Don't be so judgmental in regards to the realities of others. It serves no purpose, you know. Later. Um, well, I said goodbye first. Um, I mean, maybe not out loud, but I mouthed it. So, so I'm going to hang up now. Caller, hello, caller. Did he did he hang up before me? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I think I beat him by maybe a tenth of a second. <laughs> but I, I still don't get your obsession with be, you being the first one to hang up with callers. It, it's a real power trip on your part. That's ridiculous. Well, like that dude said, that is not my reality, okay? Now, let me sign off here. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be. And I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Once again, here is Spo.
It's not the right time for me. Copyright 2018, Spud Goodman Productions.